All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. It was a good night to be someone from Germany who traveled all the way to Edmonton to watch that hockey game. Leon Dreisaitl continued his dominance of the Senators. The Oilers get a big win. Let's get into it all with the lead. Done up, the Ottawa Senators. Edmonton gets back in the win column. It was a win on home ice, and they did it with their big guns. And there's actually a lot of other positives in this hockey game as well. But let's just start with this. Our friends in Germany, what a night. Leon Dreisaitl scores two. Timmy Stutzla scores two as well. And after the game, they get to meet up with Leon Dreisaitl. Earlier in the day, they met Tim Stutzla. That was just awesome to see four of the total goals in that hockey game and a wildly entertaining hockey game from an Oilers perspective as well. To see all of that happen, to see four goals come off the stick of a German-born player when these guys made a trip basically halfway around the world to come watch their team. That was awesome. These pictures we got after were great as well. Big shout out to Dreisaitl and Stutzel for not just scoring a bunch on the ice, but giving these fans some great memories off the ice as well Liam that was awesome yeah it was really cool and you know it's funny when when Stutzler scored I thought oh well that sucks but at least the Germans were there to see it and it's great like you said that these two guys acknowledge that all these people came such a long way to watch him play and 
I'm sure that it was it was just a coincidence, but yeah, they put a great performance off on the ice and off the ice, put a great performance together too, actually going to meet these people as well. So you love to see it. Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. A great night for the Edmonton Oilers. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day, coming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio. Check them out online, sportscloset.ca. Maybe you want to get a jersey for one of the Oilers' 200-point men. Mm-hmm. They got that for you. One of their three locations as well, Sherd Park Mall, St. Albert Mall, and Kingsway Mall. We are live on the Nation Network YouTube where Pradineski's got the first comment of the day. German Gretzky, baby. What a win. Something special is brewing with this team. Joey, the backup optimist. Oilers Cup run inbound. Rusty, the reckless optimist. This team is going to be tough to play against in the playoffs, no matter where we finish in the standings. And he ends it with an emphatic, let's go Oilers. Sergeant Battle, call that the power of German engineering. I love that as well. Um, Unbelievable. Unbelievable night for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, A 6-3 win, like I said. The only downside of last night is that they didn't get a lot of help on the out-of-town scoreboard. Uh, The standings, they did jump the Seattle Kraken, although now they got the game in hand. They're only a point up. Um, They are still, though, five points back of the LA Kings because they beat the New York Islanders. They are still eight points back of the Vegas Golden Knights because they went out and got a win as well. So by points percentage, they're still a hair back of the Seattle Kraken. And we'll see how that plays out. 14 more games to go for the Edmonton Oilers, but that was still a good win last night for the Oilers. That is their 17th victory of the year on home ice and brings them back up to 500 at Rogers place on the season as well. Plenty of positives from that game last night. So let's get into our three big things for that matchup brought to you by our friends at AMA travel. AMA travel. They help us out with all of our nation vacations next year. Going to be a big year. Also, they can help you out with your summer vacations as well. Whether you're looking, looking for hotels or whatever you need, AMA travel has got you covered. We're going to talk about Leon Drysaddle in a second, Liam, but first Connor McDavid today on daily face off live, Matt Larkin and Steven Ellis cracked open the debate of, is this maybe one of the best seasons ever? Well, it's certainly the most productive season of this century since 2000. Since we turned into this century, Connor McDavid now owns the best season with 129 points. Nikita Kucherov put up 128 in 82 games back in 2018-19, but McDavid has beaten that and it only took him 68 games to do it. 56 goals and 73 assists. It's worth noting McDavid owns three of the top 10 most productive years of the century in the NHL already, which is just crazy when you look at it uh, from that lens. Also, in the last 23 years of NHL hockey, again, I'm looking at this century, he has the 40th most points total in that span. He's only been around since 2015. It's absolutely crazy. I think when you consider the era and how difficult it is to score, how many fewer goals there are now compared to the 80s and the 90s. I think we're getting to a point where the conversation will be had that this year by Connor McDavid is the most impressive in NHL history. Yeah, I mean, if you don't think it's one of the best, and I don't think you're watching, to be honest, because like you said, yeah. like he's most points in the cap era, I think it is too, right? It's something like that, pretty mm-hmm. close anyway. So it's very impressive and yeah, like you said, we've only played. He's played sixty-eight games. There's still more to go. Like, what is this man gonna do? This seventy-goal mark is still within the conversation for most players. It wouldn't be, but for Connor McDavid, because he can 
more than likely score three in a night most nights if you really, really wanted to. It's well within reach. So, yeah, this guy is he's on another level right now, and it's just it's impressive to watch. The 150-point mark has only been done 16 times in NHL history, and it has not been done since Mario back in 95-96. And I know a lot of you will point to one of Wayne Gretzky's four 200-point seasons and say, well, those are clearly the best because of, again, hitting the 200-point mark. And it is absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. I think without a doubt, you'll be able to say at the end of this year, this is the most impressive season by someone not named Wayne Gretzky in the history of the NHL. Um, But I also think the gap here between McDavid and the rest of the league, it's just so wide. And yes, when, when Gretzky put up 215, Mario put up 141, there was a huge gap there. So, I mean, there probably really is a great argument that that 163 assist 215 point season by Gretzky is still the best ever, but that doesn't take anything away from what McDavid's doing right now. When you look at the gap that's projected between he and Leon Drysaddle, never mind him and the rest of the league, the rest of the or the non-Oilers in the NHL, the gap between him and Drysaddle, as Matt Larkin pointed out today, is could be the largest non-Wayne Gretzky gap between first and second place in an NHL scoring race. Like he's running away with everything right now. It's it's unbelievable. Like he, I think 150 points is locked up. He's going to do it because he's showing that he's not slowing down. This is March and April are his most productive months traditionally in an NHL season. Um, yeah, he's, he's not slowing down. He's going to hit the 60 goal mark. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of if he can hit the 70 goal mark as well. It, it's, I just want to, I can't stress enough how crazy it is and how important it is that we really understand the kind of season Connor McDavid's having. Yeah, I mean, it's it is a it's a conversation we have almost every single day, Tyler. But I think it's one worth having every single day. It's funny you mentioned the the dry saddle and McDavid gap because I was just having a conversation about that the other day too. Like, it, it's just crazy how far ahead this guy is of of everybody, and the disrespect of people not to say he's a unanimous MVP is quite frankly ridiculous. Like people yeah. comparing the plus minus and like, oh, he only scores on the power play and all that stuff is like. He's still scoring all these points and it shouldn't matter because yeah. what is he now? 30, almost 30 points ahead, whatever he's at. I can't even remember. So yeah, it's yeah. it's incredible. And you, like you said, the, the Wayne Gretzky 200 point seasons are, are something of their own as well. But just in comparison of like the timing of it, the skill level of everything, they're probably right next to each other in, in comparison when you put everything together. Yeah. And that year when Gretzky did what he did, 143 of his 215 points were at uh, even strength. So again, there were 72, 82 of those points, whatever the math ends up being there. Like a good chunk of them were not at even strength. And I really don't like people using that as a reason to knock Connor Mavid because it's as simple as this. If it was so easy to score on the power play, why wouldn't all the other superstars do it, right? If it was just a matter of being like, "Ah, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll turn up the Jets. I'll score some power play points. It's not like the other star players sit there and they're like, ah, listen, I'm going to take it easy on the power play. I don't want to get too many points with the man advantage. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. just a super lame way to look at it. And he also does still lead the NHL in even strength points as well. He leads the NHL in even strength goals. And I mean, him and Leon Dreisaitl and Ryan Nugent Hopkins are, are just running away with the most power play points in the NHL. All that matters is that the Oilers are winning games and Connor McDavid is producing at an unbelievable clip. And that happened 
last night. For this season, there are now two 100-point men in the NHL. And our second big thing is Leon Dreisaitl, who is certainly heating up right now. 66 games on the season, and now he is at 44 goals, and he's got the 56 assists to go with it. I love that we put the game winner's stat up in this column as well, because that's been an area he, Sean, leading the NHL with 10 GWGs on the year. His 44 goals now ranks him third behind only David Pasternak and his teammate, Connor McDavid. Dreisaitl probably going to be pressing pretty hard here to get to 50 on the season. He's on pace to do it. Um, These two guys, the first two teammates to hit 100 points, or the first two players to hit 100 points on the season, and that is something that does not happen very often in the NHL. I know NHL.com tweeted out about this. It's actually the second straight season. McDavid and Dreisaitl are the first two teammates to hit the 100-point mark, or be the first two teammates to hit the 100-point mark. Uh, Mario Lemieux and Yager did it in 95-96. Gretzky and Curry only did it twice. Gretzky and Coffee did it once. And then Esposito and Orr did it three times. So McDavid and Drysaddle proving once again, they are one of the best duos this league has like, ever seen, Liam. Again, mm-hmm. historic stuff. Yeah, it, it is It is crazy just to list all those players off and then we're watching two of them every single night. is special, but... Yeah, Drysaddle. I think Woodcroft said it great last night. He's like he was he was the best player on the ice for the Oilers, and I think that's very fair to say. I thought thought he was just quite amazing, to be honest. Some of the stuff he was doing, he seemed to be playing with a lot of confidence. Yeah, confidence. He had his feet moving a ton, and was just creating a lot and a lot. And that play he had with Fogel, the kind of the give and go on his first goal, was very very good. A great play from Fogel as well, and. Yeah, Drysaddle, there was that little spout in the season where he kind of dropped off just a little bit around the All-Star break, but now he seems to be in in full swing. And and it's crazy that that was probably, what, a seven-game span where we're all like, oh, boy, like is Drysaddle okay? Like He wasn't playing well. He's missed a couple of games, too, because of whatever was wrong with him. And he still managed to get to 100 points in 66 games. It's just yeah. it's nuts what him and McDavid are able to do. It's crazy. And uh, focus back on last night for our third big thing brought to you by AMA Travel. It's the Oilers were actually good at five on five. I'm looking at the numbers from our friends at Natural Statric. The shot attempts were 46 to 28. The shots were 25 21. The high danger shot attempts were 16 to three in that hockey game. High danger shot attempts, 16 to three. That is absolutely crazy. And that's just at five on five. The Oilers outscored the Senators 4-1 to one at 5-on-5 five five in that game. And if we're being honest, they could have had a bunch more. Evan Bouchard got robbed at 5-on-5. Five five. Cody mm-hmm. Ceci had a great look that didn't go in. Evander Kane had a great look on the power play that didn't go in. Or sorry, at 5-on-5 five five that didn't go in. They very easily could have scored like three or four more goals at even strength last night. That was a 5v5 masterclass by the Edmonton Oilers and some of the best even strength hockey I've personally seen them play all season. I thought they were really good and it wasn't just Liam McDavid and Dreisaitl. Warren Fogle, I thought, had an exceptional game. Nick Bukestad mm-hmm. got on the board. He had a really good game. I thought the top four on the blue line was very solid as well. Like There were a lot of areas that you go through and you're like, he played good, he played good, he played good. It, it was a bit of a team effort, even though McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nuge had four of the six goals. Yeah, and I think the Warren, Warren Fogel, just to touch on him a little bit, like this guy deserves a goal at the moment. Like he deserves something to go in for him because there's been points in this season, obviously we've spoke about him even going on waivers where he was not scoring and he, and he was essentially doing nothing. But now it seems like 
every single game you're noticing him like bursting through the zone with speed and like creating a chance he's getting breakaways pretty often now it'd be nice to see him hit a couple but at least he's getting in those positions and yeah he's, he's very positive I thought Bouchard struggled a little bit last night, but also had some good moments too. But that's going to happen when you have a young defenseman. It's kind of, you, you live and die by it, right? But he's not going to have a great night every night. And you can't just sit there. We as fans just can't sit there and criticize him every time he makes one mistake out of however yeah. many games, right? So yeah, the Bukestad goal was really nice. A great pass from Eckholm to get it through. And I believe it was Bukestad. They said this on the broadcast, but... It was either the first or one of few games that his wife and kid have, have been to for him. So it was nice oh. to see him uh, get a goal in that one too. Second as an Edmonton Oiler came just at the nick of time and the two new guys mm-hmm. connected on it with uh, with Ekholm and Bukestad, like you said. And Bukestad has been really solid. A lot, I mean, not a lot better, but better than I kind of thought he'd be. Um, so credit to Ken Holland there. I think we all talked about, you know, was Kessel Ring maybe too high of a price to pay for a three-month rental? But if Nick Bukestad can keep scoring two goals every, you know, six, seven games for this team down the stretch, keep being solid in the dot, keep being decent defensively. I, you know, there's no complaints about that acquisition at all from me right now. Um, Again, I was nervous about it when it happened because I wasn't sure just how impactful he'd be, but he's made a really solid, uh, he's made a really solid dent at five on five for this team. And that's kind of all you can ask. So uh, solid from Bukestad. Uh, but yeah, Bukestad's been solid. He's come as advertised for the Oilers, and hopefully he can keep that up with 14 more games to go. We talked yesterday both on this show and on Oilers Nation Radio about like what do we want to see the team do in the final 15 games of the season so that you know when game 82 wraps up, we're sitting here going, okay, the Oilers are playing their best hockey. And for me, it was just consistent efforts at five on five. And another part of it was playing good at home ice, being unbeatable. I want whoever goes up against the Oilers in round one to be like, damn, it's going to be tough to beat this team at Rogers place. And I think last night was a good step in that direction on all fronts as well. So no complaints for me about that game last night. Like I know some people were like, ah, the shorthanded goal wasn't great. Or ah, Skinner gave up three goals, but Skinner was north of a 900 on the game as a whole. Like again, no complaints for me, Liam. No, I, I'm with you. The only thing I saw in After Dark last night, a lot of people were complaining about about Bouchard. He had obviously that bad giveaway. I think it was his shot or whatever that led to the shorthanded goal. Like, it's fine. It's going to happen. I was looking through. The power play is clicking at 28% right now since Bouchard took over that quarterback role. You're going to have nights where it's not going to go your way sometimes for every single player. But let's also not forget that Bouchard had that big goal against Boston. He also had two assists against Toronto, and he had two assists against Winnipeg. That's all in a seven-game span. Like He's almost playing at a point per game. So let's just lay off him a little bit and, and let this team just breathe every once in a while. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more 
and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, there you go. Those are our three big things brought to you by our friends at AMA Travel. Before we move along, exciting announcement on Oilers Nation every day. The birthday party on Saturday is officially sold out. We are going to be packing the pint. I'll be chilling at the back bar, serving up drinks for everybody. And yes, no more tickets. I'm very excited for this thing. We're just a couple of days away. Shout out to everyone who helped us put on this event and uh, shout out to everyone who's coming down. It's going to be a great little uh, celebration. It's going to be a big game for the Oilers against the Kraken, considering how they played last night against Ottawa. Hopefully they can keep that rolling. It's going to be a great time. And again, sold out. No more tickets. That means it's going to be rocking at the pint Saturday afternoon. Uh, let's get to our guest today. And on our guest line, it's brought to you by Star Mechanical, one of Edmonton's top new home plumbing installers for the past 20 years. Their crews are highly qualified, and you can find out more at starmechanical.ca. Frank Saravalli is the insider over at Daily Faceoff. He's joining us now. And Frank, I'll get your thoughts on kind of our big conversation to start the show. And it was a conversation on DFO Live today with Matt Larkin. Uh, Connor McDavid, is he getting into the conversation of this could be one of the most impressive seasons ever in the NHL? Tyler, the audio sounds good. It looks like our video is super delayed. Yeah, At least it is on my end. Uh, so apologies there if I look like an absolute idiot. <laughs> uh, but uh, to answer your question, yes, this is looking like I said this before, and there's no proper way to really quantify it, but I think this is one of the top three individual seasons that we're seeing uh, from an NHL player in league history. When you think about the impact that he's had, the consistency with which he's piled up points, um, you, then you you know look through uh, really just everything that's unfolded. Like I to think that we were at a point. In the somewhat recent few, uh, you know, past, that Jamie Ben was leading the league, scoring 86 points in a single season, and Connor McDavid is on track for 154 this year. Like we're hitting highs in point totals that I wasn't convinced that we'd ever see again. You know, we were just you know coming out of that thinking how special a hundred point season was, and so to be where McDavid is. Uh, really need to call on some friends in, in the next few days that are much smarter than me that can do the math to say, hey, yes, uh, this really is right up there with a couple of the Gretzky or Lemieux seasons. Yeah, so Matt Larkin had a cool stat today, and it was if this pace continues, the difference between first and second in scoring this year, that gap is going to be the biggest it's ever been in a year where someone other than Wayne Gretzky won the scoring title. So like this McDavid gap, is greater than any season by someone not named Wayne Gretzky. And then it's also crazy when you sit there and think about, well, second in the league, the only player close in that gap or close in air quotes 
is his linemate, teammate, Leon Dreisaitl. And for him to hit the 100-point mark last night, too, in a year where, you know, he's been banged up at sometimes. He's talked about how he hasn't been thrilled with his play. Leon Dreisaitl has still found a way to just be wildly productive for this hockey team. And really cool also that he hit 100 points on the night that the Germans are in town, of course, yeah. and gets to to meet with them after the game. Uh, shout out to Oilers Nation Germany as well. Um, pretty awesome scene there uh, and pretty cool that they're going to be in town for the week and the party as well. So I uh, wish I could be there in Edmonton, but, you know, that's kind of the amazing thing about the bar that Leon Dreisaitl has set in his career in that he can be disappointed with his play and and how the season has unfolded and think that he could do so much more yet still be second in the league only to Connor McDavid in point production and total like that really says a lot about you know where he was when he entered the league to the level that he's risen to that you know he's entering that all-time great level and category that um you know, I, I think when you take him outside of Edmonton and consider that production, you know, it's it's pretty amazing to watch. It's been something and the Oilers seem to be, you know, it, it, there was more than just McDavid and Drysaddle that were the positives last night. Matthias Ekholm had a really solid game. Nick Bukestad had a buzzer beater to end the second period. Frank, I think it's probably safe to say Ken Holland's pretty thrilled with his deadline ads. No, like Bukestad and Ekholm have both been very good. Yeah, look, I mean, full marks to the Oilers for the fit to this point. Um, and I was one of those people, you know, uh, happy to eat a, a healthy dish of crow um, because I was one of those people just more or less thinking about the risk. And it's funny because sometimes I'm critical of NHL GMs when you think about this, saying that, you know, they focus too much on what they're losing instead of worrying about exactly what they're gaining. And I was concerned not just about the power play, but more so about the locker room dynamic. Like you take not only one of the most popular players in the room in Tyson Barry out of it, but also someone that's a really close friend of, of Connor McDavid and that whole, that whole core that I think that's just a, a calculus that I, you know, a chemistry that sometimes you don't want to mess with. So it's the power play for sure. But, you know, as Jason Greger likes to point out, he's the Tyson Barry was the fourth most important person on that power play. It's still a 20% uh, part of a chunk of the power play that you're messing with. Um, that's historically, you know, been one of the great power plays ever, certainly of this era at 31%. But Bouchard hasn't missed a beat. And I think more importantly than that, Tyler, has been the way in which Matthias Ekholm has helped steady him and, and, and take pressure off of guys that are on the top pair, if that's what you want to call it in in Darnell Nurse, all of a sudden Nurse feels like he doesn't have to do quite as much and doesn't need to make as many plays. You know, I think sometimes that probably wore on him a bit thinking, you know, I'm the highest paid defenseman on this team. So much of what happens here comes down to me. If, you know, you know that you have someone in Ekholm likely coming over the boards next that can slow the game down a bit and and make things a little bit cleaner and easier to navigate in your own end that you know he's not coming over the the boards every shift thinking that his hair's on fire. Yeah, and that's a really good point there as well. Uh, NHL GM meetings were this week, Frank, to move away from the Oilers for a second. Gary Bettman speaking today about the future of the salary cap and what could be happening there. Uh, what did you take from that Bettman thing? Because he talked about how there could maybe be a negotiation to pay off the rest of that debt, which is something you've reported a few times over the last couple of months. 
Yeah, I mean, look, the idea that this is going to come down to a negotiation really isn't a surprise. Um, anyone who's spent any time around NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman knows that nothing is free. So a negotiation is going to be just that because by the letter of the law, the NHL doesn't have to do anything. Any debt that's remaining to be paid, even if it's $1 from uh, players to owners, just institutes a $1 million increase in the salary cap. So if that's the case and there's you know players that are eager to negotiate this, this salary cap up, and I think more to the point, even owners on, on Gary Bettman's side and certainly general managers and franchises are, are chomping at the bit to have this salary cap go up. This is a huge hot button issue that they have to settle. So um, to think that, you know, they're the most of the debt, 95, 97 percent, whatever the number ends up being at the end of the day will be paid off and will be paid off in the first few weeks of next season that you're going to go through the entire season with just a one million dollar increase and then a really substantial jump for the following season doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense to anyone. But there's a lot of unknown factors here. As I said, Gary Bettman doesn't give out anything for free. So what does he want in return? And then the second part is, how will the new NHLPA executive director and Marty Walsh react? We don't know that yet. We don't have any sort of playbook for him. So we have an idea of what the Bettman playbook looks like, but not anything from the NHLPA side. Interesting. Uh, Just what do you think that gap could look like? You mentioned it. If they're short, then it could be a million dollar increase. But if they find a negotiation, are we looking at like just three, four million dollars on the increase? Maybe a little more. Do you have a sense of what it could be? I think it would be somewhere in the neighborhood of three to three and a half million because he did say at the end of his press conference that if the salary, if the debt was paid off, that it would jump to four and a half million dollars. And so I think what they're trying to avoid is heading into next season. You know, let's just hypothetically say that it is the one million dollar increase and that debt is paid off quickly. Well, then what happens is the salary cap goes back linked to actual revenue that's in place and projections. And so you could see it go 1 million and then hypothetically 7 million or seven and a half or 8 million. And I don't think anyone wants, especially on the team side, you know, as much as everyone might be excited about a seven to $8 million increase, I think owners probably are sitting there saying, we don't necessarily want to give our GMs that much money to spend in one chunk. Let's be measured here. Uh, let's have a stepped approach to it. And I, I think that's where it's ultimately going to end up. And I've been saying to you for months that I've never been more confident that it is increasing. But when you hear Gary Bettman say it publicly for the first time that they're maybe sort of kind of open to a negotiation, he's sort of slightly tipping his hand a little bit that uh, that's certainly what's around the corner. So if it were to only go up a million dollars, the Oilers would have, according to Cap Friendly, $8.5 million in cap space for next season. And they have a lot of contracts already signed. Like their RFAs would be McLeod, Costin, and Evan Bouchard. Their UFAs would be Derek Ryan, Matthias Janmark, Devin Shore, and Nick Bukestad. Let's say it is to go up three or four million bucks, Frank. Do you think that simply changes how the Oilers handle Evan Bouchard? Or do you think they're looking at a bridge no matter what and could maybe look to spend a little bit of that money on some upgrades in free agency? Like that difference in money, how much do you think it changes the Oilers playbook for the summer? Probably not a whole lot. Um, I think 
if you were to inject some truth serum that like by far and away the biggest you know piece of business for the Oilers to tackle is Bouchard and I think no matter what they'd like to try and get him on a bridge contract will they be successful in doing that does this maybe to your point open up a couple additional million dollars to say hey maybe we can afford to think long term and and maybe should um all I'll say is I think the calculus here is really interesting also with regards to the power play. Like we will now have seen, you know, a player that for the most part this season has, I don't want to say disappointing, but his point production certainly wasn't at the level that we saw previously. And now does it ratchet up in such a significant way that it changes sort of the optics of what it's like going into this, um, you know, free agency period, even as a restricted guy, just thinking this guy could be pretty expensive given his knack and ability to run our power play, which is obviously an element moving forward that the Oilers are really going to need given the talent that they have up front. Fantastic stuff as always, Frank. Uh, We'll chat again with you next week and you'll be on a new episode of the DFO Rundown that drops tomorrow as well. Thanks for doing this. See you, Tyler. All right, there you go. Frank Cervalli for our friends at Star Mechanical, one of Edmonton's top new home plumbing installers for the past 20 years. Find them online, starmechanical.ca. We're going to get to our Betway wrap in just a second here. But first, bagged milk might literally kill me if I don't talk about this. Baby nudes. A big shout out to Ryan Nugent Hopkins and his wife who made the announcement today that there is going to be a little nuggy coming around with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and his uh, wife again announcing that they're expecting uh, what a year for RNH. Career season on the ice. I guess you could call it a career year off the ice or is that weird to say? Uh, Anyway, shout out to Ryan Nugent Hopkins for that one. Bag Milk wanted me to give him some love. Uh, So there you go. Our Betway wrap for tonight Aaron do you want to hit that button do we have the button today there you go Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to have Liam back because we're fighting the internet a little bit again today Uh, but I will go ahead and give my picks for this evening I got two of them courtesy of our friends over at Betway the first one the Jacob Rana shot prop out in St. Louis he's hit it three or four games since joining the Blues and it's plus money I'd be all over that and also the over between Washington and Buffalo. Both of these teams are averaging more than 6.5 total goals over their last five. I think it's a good spot to roll with the over there. Uh, there you go. Liam is back. Liam, what do you like tonight, courtesy of our friends at Betway? Um, tonight, I went with a, a William Nylander goal. I think it was plus 125 around there. He said it in back-to-back games. And then the other one, what was the other one I went with? Let me pull it up quickly here for myself. I forgot off the top of my head. Classic, but I the William Nylander one, yeah, in back-to-back games, I'm pretty sure he had one against the Oilers too, so maybe that's three of the last four. four. And the other one, Tyler, load in for me. There we go. Dylan Cousins, over two and a half shots, plus 100 even money. Hit that one in back-to-back games too. And the Buffalo Sabres tonight are in Washington. So, be an interesting game. All right, there you go. Shout out to our friends at Betway 19 Plus. Please play responsibly. Shout out to AMA Travel, Star Mechanical, and SportsCloset.ca. Tomorrow is another Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of the show as well. Shout out to everyone who grinded through our usual Wednesday stream issues today as well. Shout out to everyone listening on the podcast as well who has no idea that there were any stream issues at all. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you join us all again tomorrow, noon Mountain Time. Talk to you then. 